Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. It's giving me a different option. Okay, now we're on. <laughs> oh, welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. Hi, and this is Jerry filling in for Ricky. You're listening to a gay podcast recorded currently out of Chicago and LA. Oh, we're by coastal, bitch. I know. Um, so exciting. Um, so this is our first episode without Ricky. Um, I think it's like his second episode without himself, like ever. Wow. Yeah, I want to. I don't. I don't know if he even remembers which one it was um, before, but he was like, maybe I was not in one before. Oh, and it's episode nine twenty-eight. I forgot to say wow. that. Wow, he's done all of them except 900. Yes. He's done 926. That's awesome. Apparently, yeah. Um, she's consistent if she's nothing else. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's been, I'm hot as fuck. It's like 98 degrees in Chicago. It's gorgeous here. It's like is 75. It? The sun is out. Um, there's a breeze going. It's we've had a really, you know, knock on wood, mild summer. It's been actually incredible. It's great not to have to turn on the air conditioner. It's been like super uneven here, and we usually do have to have the air on because um, we're working from home constantly. So, right. and also we have two roommates that are furry, so we have to keep them cool. Right. <laughs> but. Um, we so it was Pokemon Go Fest today. Ah, which, um, I know you sent me a little nerd alert about that. Whatever, oh, yeah. gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all. <laughs> um, so it's usually they usually have like this big thing set up in Grant Park in downtown Chicago, and it's like Chicago's like the center of the entire like Western Hemisphere, basically. I think they only have Go Fest here period oh, wow. maybe like worldwide um because you guys did this be- last year right mm-hmm. yeah okay. we've done it this is the third year i think i think we've done it for three years but it's been around for four years okay. um so they can't do that they can't have like a mass gathering in the park anymore I- so they did a thing and you have to buy tickets and usually they're like 40 fucking dollars Damn. which yeah but you get a lot of cool shit and then they do like habitats in the park so you'll have like they have one thing that like makes it look like it's all wintry and like one thing that's like all desert Mm -hmm. and they have like giveaways and shit and it's usually it's like pretty fun but obviously like I said they can't do that so tickets were only $15 this year and they did it like virtually where if you bought a ticket like your app changed Mm -hmm. and you could get like cool shit in the app and like extra you have to do research and shit like that so we did that and it was two days for 15 dollars. and bitch it has been like 90 plus i think it was like 89 to like 92 yesterday and so we went to take a break today with two of our other nerdy friends 
that are like our quarantine buddies. And we made reservations at a brewery. I thought there was going to be food. They were not serving food. They were only serving alcohol. And we were like, okay, cool. Well, here's our reservation. And then they put us in a table in direct fucking sunlight. Oh, 98 degrees, burning our asses off. You couldn't touch the table. It was so hot. It was basically a nightmare. Ugh. And I am literally a redneck. Like you can kind of see it a little bit. So how long did you last? Technically, there's still like an hour and 45 minutes left. Oh no, it's how long did you last in the sun? Oh, in the sun, like yeah. at, like at the fucking brewery. Um, so the reservation, you had to pay $15 to make the reservation and then they applied it to your bill. Damn. So it was like a credit, basically. Uh-huh. Like it was whatever. So, but like $15 is going to get you one and a half drinks in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So um, we had two rounds, but literally like pounded them. And we're like, all right, like we got to go. We were yeah, there for well, like maybe 20 minutes. Ah. Uh, yeah, maybe. I just and met we my friend. Walk there. Oh. oh, wow. I just met my friend Andrew. He, uh, he and his partner uh, went to Rhode Island, where he's from, uh, to visit family. And so I watered their mm-hmm. flowers. So he was like, I got money. And I was like, you know, you can Venmo me. And he was like, girl, I'm too old for that. I was like, okay, whatever. So I met him up uh, by. Uh, us oh ricky just message how did recording go we're doing it now oh. ricky and uh yeah. so anyway i met him up and uh then he's like let's walk around this little shopping village so we went and walked around and then we went and walked around the neighborhood i was like i have to just be back at four so i have time so it was nice to see him and uh then he was like uh let's get a coffee and i was like i don't drink coffee so he's like i'll buy you a tea so we sat outside oh. and you know, there was people going and walking and mm-hmm. everything, but it was still, you know, everybody's maintaining their social distancing. And uh, so uh, it was nice. It was nice to be outside. Nice to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was it was good. So then I was like, oh, I got to go. So I had got in the car and raced down here real quick to get ready and get set up. Well, you're such a professional. You were on time. We were having microphone issues, which I thought was my fault, but it wasn't really my fault. We'll blame it on the Zoom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The intern. The intern Zoom. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Such a mess. So big um, news this week. Huge yeah. news. Massive. Massive. Kylie. Kylie saved the summer. Uh, New single. If you haven't heard so it. It's so good. It's so wonderful. It's so, so good. Wonderful. And... I- I've got it queued up in case you want to play a little bit because I know how to share the screen and hopefully the audio will come through okay. Oh, will it work? All right, we let's can see. try. And let's if it see. doesn't, we'll see what happens. All right, I'm Ricky doing it right will just now. cut this part out. Exactly. Okay, okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> I don't think it's working. Oh, it's not? Okay, no. it's, it's just coming through on my audio. Oh, well, we tried. We tried. Anyway, anyway well, go listen single. to it. The new single is called Say Something. It's so good. Um, also, apparently, she's she hit number nine on the U.S. top ten of the iTunes charts, right. which is apparently her highest placing. Yes, yet. since iTunes was created. Yes. Since iTunes was created. So that's fucking massive. Yeah. Um, so good for her. Um, she hit number two in the UK. Mm-hmm. Everybody 
think she's probably going to end up number one on iTunes, maybe. Right. Um, so fingies crossed. We're excited for that. But it is just, it's like genuinely like a good song. Yes. And it was nice to see she was actually uh, trending on Twitter quite a bit during all that. So it was really mm-hmm. nice to see all that. Um, and I think they, a lot of people were shocked that America kind of just jumped on it so fast. Right, because um, they right. did not expect that. So I, I'm very excited. You know, some of the nerds were talking about uh, that she released it on Thursday, so it wasn't. It'll be counted the week after because she didn't do it on mm-hmm. Friday, so it won't. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, at this point, does it matter? I mean, for her, you know, Radio right, One right, is right, not going right, to play right. her anyway. So right, right. But it might catch on here. Who knows? I mean. The gays on my social media are living, laughing, loving about it. So it's like, I'm, I, I always get really nervous about new Kylie. Um, She doesn't usually disappoint me. I did not love the entire kiss me once era, which we've discussed. And we'll try not to make this like a whole Kylie episode, but we're going to, obviously that is a connection we have. So we're going to talk a little bit about Kylie. Right. But like, I didn't hate Into the Blue, which was the lead single from mm-hmm. Kiss Me Once. I was like, mm, like, okay, like I want to hear the rest of the album. This doesn't like hit me like all the lovers. I could have fucking cried the first time I heard that shit. I was um, up at one o'clock in the morning to listen to that or whatever hell, time I woke up, yes. set the alarm mm-hmm. and woke up. And yep. listened. It was like one or two a.m. And I was like, I'm here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, it was so good. Um, what other, I, that's the only one I remember like really getting up for. I think I might have, I think two hearts might've leaked. Yes, it did. Remember the demo came out. Yes. So, and I yes. played the shit out of that demo just in anticipation mm-hmm. uh, for it. Uh, right, right. But I don't think, can't get you out of my head leaked, but it came out just mm-hmm. like wham, wham. Um, spinning around, I remember up coming up to that, uh, people like talking about it because they had yeah. released the name of your disco needs you. And mm-hmm, so people were mm-hmm. like, this is going to be the lead single. They're right, talking right, right, about right, right. it. And then they didn't. And I just remember the bitching online about it. Like what, what happened to the Ugh, Kylie anthems you promised us? That, and then I heard it and I'm like, this shit is good. That shit was good. And I even um, downloaded the wallpaper for my work uh, oh my God, computer, which was her, mm-hmm. which was her dancing, kind of yep, turning yep, yep. on the uh, thing. It was yep. so dorky, but I loved it, you know. Oh my God. I remember all of that. I remember that was like, back in the day, there used to be like a big push for singles mm-hmm. and all of this like hype and promo and it wasn't like kind of an afterthought. It's a little bit of an afterthought now. Well, that was before iTunes, you know, you had to buy it or mm-hmm, you bought the mm-hmm. whole album, you know, it was, yeah, was it di- back in the day, back in my day, you had to buy the physical single if you didn't want the whole uh, record. <laughs> I would buy the shit out of all of it. I bought CD one, CD two, the remixes, uh, the EPs. I bought the tour edition, bitch. I was, I still got most of it. Well, I did that. I did that with Madonna. I bought the album. Then I had to buy all the singles to help make sure that it'd go to number one or go to top 10. Mm-hmm. My God, she needed me. You know, so Madonna dorky. don't need nobody's help. But so, but I'd do that to Kylie too if there was there. I had to buy it just in yeah. case. I had to help her. Yeah. 
Well, I'm thinking a lot of what they do now, like in the music industry, is you pre-order the album and then you get the digital single with it. Right. And I think those count. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I know they basically, they, I think they base a lot now off of uh, play it online streaming because they keep yeah. saying on some of those Kylie forums about mm-hmm. if you you need to play it on Spotify because every time it plays, it counts toward how she's going to chart. I'm like, oh, well, I can't listen I think to it on repeat over and over. Right, 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 right. Um, apparently, 10 plays on Spotify counts as like one sale. Mm. And I think a user can only do that once a day or some shit like oh. that. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I played it more than 10 times that first day. I don't care. Um, there's been, I mean, it hasn't been a shitty summer for music, at least. I mean, it's been like a shitty summer in general. Right. Um, but I mean, the Gaga album is actually pretty great. I kind of perused it and I was like, eh, you know, I, I, I didn't do a real deep dive into it. Like, I would say start, do it start to finish. Did you listen to the Jesse Ware album? No. Okay, you should do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is, it's like the kind of shit that like really fits in with the sound of the Kylie single and kind mm-hmm. of like Dua Lipa and also a little of the Gaga Gaga went a little more, I don't know, like 90s. It's like a retrospective of fucking great pop through like the past four decades, mm-hmm. basically. Like, Dua Lipa's a little... I was kind of just like, ahead. oh, Ariana Grande. You know, so I well, just lost interest. And I shouldn't have, but that's just the way I did it. Right, but that song is fucking good. Rain On Me is a, is a jam, a bop, if you will. So, I mean, speaking of Dua Lipa, so I was going to say Dua Lipa is like a little 80s-ish, a little like late 80s sounding, I think. Uh-huh. Um, Jesse Ware is very like 80s disco, like early 80s disco, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I don't know, I'd recommend those. But um, have you heard about the uh, controversy, controversy, I can't talk. Oh my God, um, you're Carol Channing. Oh my God. I wish I was Carol Channing. Um, Dua Lipa tweeted uh, a map, a nationalist map of Albania. So she's, her parents are from Kosovo. Mm -hmm. So there's, I guess, a movement to consolidate uh, uh, Balkan countries like in that neighborhood, uh, in that neighborhood, in that region um, as one nation under Albania. Mm -hmm. And essentially, like, she kind of said, like, insinuated that, like, they should all be as one and, like, they shouldn't be separate, like, heritages, I guess, sort of, Mm -hmm. Um, that they're just all indigenous to the area. And it's kind of, like, a little bit it's like nationalistic a little bit and like kind of, uh, I don't want to say like, it's not quite fascism. It's Mm -hmm. more, it's a little problematic, I think. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, so 
she's like kind of been like, oh, that's not what I meant. I'm just proud of this region. She's I not canceled all- yet. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Also, like, who knows? Maybe she just didn't understand what she was doing. I mean, that's perfectly, I mean, whatever. But we've already talked about on the show how her dad is super hot. So (laughs) maybe her dad had something to do with it. Who knows? Well, my friend Eddie Lee was like, you got to hear this. And he's really into K-pop because he's Korean. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. his favorite group is Red Velvet right now. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. they did that duet with uh, with Gaga. But then he sent me another one. He's like, you have to hear this. And it was like, I think we you're, kind confusing, of... you're confusing Red Velvet with Blackpink. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I am. But he said Red Velvet's his favorite. So okay. um, Irene and Saluji, is that how you say her name? I'm not sure. Sorry, Koreans, if I'm mispronouncing it. Anyway, they have formed their own... It's not a splinter off the group. It's their, I don't remember what exactly got to call, like they're going to have their own little thing because they are mm-hmm. not the actresses or other little things that they're doing. So they did a okay. single called uh, Naughty. And it's actually uh-huh. really good. I don't understand a single yeah. word because it's all in Korean. But Eddie was like, you have to listen to this. So I listened. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is actually quite good. Um, so it's uh, Red Velvet slash Irene and... S-E-U-L-G-I. And you can just type Soul-G? in Red Velvet. Yeah, you can type in Red Velvet and it'll come up as one of the choices. But they have an EP out. And I listened to the LP- EP and it's actually, it's not bad. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Naughty is part of that, but it was like a bonus track. So you have to listen to the EP and then Naughty's the single that's after it because it was a bonus track of the, the actual album. Yeah, Eddie was like, you got to listen to this. And the choreography in the video is actually kind of incredible. So uh, I haven't watched the video, but I have heard it. It's good. Okay. Um, I like, uh, like, so I like Red Velvet, like, kind of a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. They have, I like, I have a playlist. Obviously, I have a playlist. I have a fucking playlist for everything. Let's be honest. but it's all, it's not just K-pop. It's like, there's there's Korean pop on there. There's Japanese mm-hmm. pop on there. Um, there's a bunch of different stuff, but there's a lot of uh, Red Velvet on there. Um, and you were talking about Blackpink and also Dua Lipa Connection. They had a song together as well. Okay. Um, but let me, I'm going to pull up my playlist and see what Red Velvet is on there that I like really like, because I can't ever remember the fucking names of anything. Well, their Ooh, big song Red is Red. Psycho. Mm-hmm. And then Bad Boy wasn't bad. I remember that. Uh, Peekaboo is kind of cute. I just kind of listened to the, you know, the highlights. Or oh, the most popular. they have. I'm pretty sure I played a song um, from them on the show before. Uh, bad Dracula <laughs> is a pretty good song. Um, you, do you remember this Japanese girl group back in the mid 90s called Shonen Knife? No, I've, they, I, I've... they used to sing songs. One of them that I used to listen to was called Strawberry Cream Puff, I think was the name of it. And it was, <laughs> okay. it was all, all their songs were like happy and about candy and sweets. And they were just so ridiculous, but they were just so adorable. But I remember like, I think Rolling Stone like reviewed their album. They're like, they're so, they're so cute. You got to check them out. And they did a song on some soundtrack that was popular, you know, back when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, my school had a radio station and I took radio class and they had like a okay. 12, 12 inch single of this song. And, and mm-hmm. so I used to play it, but it was just so ridiculous, but I, it just makes, used to make me giggle. Um, That's cute. But yeah, they were popular for a little while. So do you know who Richard X is, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So Richard X is a British pop music producer. He's done some of the best pop music of the 2000s. Um, I don't think he was around in the 90s. I know that. So I first started to know who Richard X was because he did the mashup that led to the Sugar Babes version of Freak Like Me. Right. Which is... Um, it was originally like a mashup of the Adina Howard version with um, Human League. Uh, not Human League, sorry. The Human League mashup is with Ain't Nobody, the Shaka Khan song, and that's Liberty X. Mm-hmm. So back it up a little. Sugar Babes did Freak Like Me as a mashup of Our Friends Electric by Gary Newman. And then Richard X had this like massive, massive career working with um, Rachel Stevens from S Club, S Club 7. Um, Did a bunch of stuff. Like I said, the Liberty X track. He did um, Finest Dreams with Khalees. Um, He did stuff with Annie. He did Chewing Gum and Me Plus One. Me Plus One is apparently about Jerry Hallowell who locked herself in a car because Richard X wouldn't give her Some Girls, which is a song by Rachel Stevens. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a whole thing. Anyway, Richard X, look him up. Um, Nobody's following along at all, Um, but has worked with a bunch of my favorites, uh, Sam Sparrow, uh, Roshan Murphy, Sophie Ellis-Bexter, who we love, um, Goldfrapp, bunch of stuff. But the reason I'm bringing up Richard X is because he has a new song out and I'm going to have to look up where this band is from. They're called G friend. So like girlfriend, but Mm -hmm. just G friend and they're a girl group and they're South Korean. Um, But Richard X wrote a song called Apple on their new EP and it is also a bop. So check that out as well. And also just, listen to anything that he's done he's worked with the pet shop boys as well um will young who some of you may know who will young is he won what did he win pop idol pop idol basically american idol in the uk right okay i wasn't sure if it was like the voice yet or whatever the fuck it is Mm -hmm. but they had yeah okay so pop idol yeah right and i think you see his butt in a movie anyway he's openly gay and actually very talented. Yeah, except his I, best album isn't available on Spotify, which kind of makes me angry, but whatever, fine. Um, um, which one, what do you think is his best the, album? I liked his last one. The one with the, uh, it's Jealousy and uh, what was that other song? I have to look it up. It's oh, Jealousy iTunes. was a good song. Yeah. Um, the, and, uh, the last the last album was Lexicon. Echoes is the one that I like. Echoes, Echoes. is the name of the album. Uh, okay. Runaway was also a really good song on that too. It was just an album track, but that okay. I enjoyed that album a, a lot. But that came out. I was still in New York when that came out, so mm-hmm. in a while. Well, Richard X produced Jealousy, so oh, there you go. There we go. 
um, anyway, that's pop music for you. And I, like I said, I'm going to try to like not be like, this is Adam and Jerry talking about pop music. Um, we can still talk about dicks and butts. And yes. sometimes we talk about politics. But there ain't no dick and butts going on. I mean, uh, that one, some of, some of the guys are getting so aggressive online. I mean, there was, there's been a couple mm-hmm. of guys that I'm like, mm-hmm. why are you sending me messages? You look like you have a porn star body. Why are you, why are you emailing me? I know. And I know. then that one of them even was like, we were talking and I was like, okay, you know, he seems kind of nice or whatever. And I mm-hmm. said, well, you know, with COVID and everything, he goes, well, you know, well, I tested, I had uh, tested positive for COVID last month, but I'm fine now. And I still have the antibodies that I'm like, girl, <laughs> I ain't going to meet you. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, I'm uh, no, no. <laughs> there ain't no vaccine. There ain't no prep for COVID. No, ma'am. Um, no. no, I don't care no. if you told me like, oh, I just got out of suspended animation for the past 80 <laughs> years. I ain't touched nobody. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, people are like the Pokemon Go Fest thing yesterday. So we went to a park because we were like, all right, we'll like walk around, get exercise, and like we'll be constantly moving. There'll be new Pokemon, mm-hmm. what the fuck ever. And ain't none of these motherfuckers have masks on. People were just like playing volleyball, having picnics, and it was pretty much all white people, I would say. Yeah, all white people. And they didn't give any fucks. It was like us, maybe like three or four other people wearing masks and then just people like jogging and playing volleyball and just being bros and what have you and it was just disappointing every like so my neighborhood's not that bad people are idiots i don't i don't really like the restaurants being as crowded as they are because you're allowed Mm -hmm. to go and like be outside or whatever right and like they're they're pretty packed and i do have to say even though it was hot as fuck the brewery the brewery i'm turning into a hot mess i've been in the sun all day y'all like i can't talk um the brewery um i've been drinking my lacroix um i've been saying i'm a lot too half acre brewery is where we went and they're a very popular beer. They're nationwide, basically. Like, you've probably heard of them. If you like beer, they're, like, a big deal. So that's where we went. Um, they did a really good job of separating people and mm-hmm. having reservations. And you're, like, only allowed to be there. And they fucking gave you the rundown. When you got there, they were like, okay, IDs. Like, tell us if you've had any of these symptoms in the past 14 days. Um you like all of the tables are like obviously strategically placed they were like Mm -hmm. here's where the bathroom is one at a time wear your mask even like only take your mask off to take a sip basically right um so they were like really really strict and so i felt comfortable there but there are some places in my neighborhood that are like buck ass wild you know i every once in a while i kind of go oh i wish i could go and like have breakfast somewhere Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I don't mind like the very few times that we've, you know, done stuff. It's usually been drive through stuff or just go pick it up. Right. right. But I, you know, for the most part, I just kind of stay put. I was talking to my friend Greg mm-hmm. last night. Uh, he's, we know each other from New York. 
he's in New Hampshire uh, because of family, but he was going back and he was saying, they are having all kinds of sex parties in New York because he's getting emails all the time. And I was like, oh God, <laughs> that sounds dangerous. I, so I haven't heard about sex parties here and I feel like we're friends with enough sluts that I would have heard. Yeah. But I'm actually, wait, there might've been one on the 4th of July. I'm not trying to blow up anybody's spot, but I may have heard something. Mm -hmm. um, but it was like, oh, there's only like 10 of us and we're like all just friends that hang out anyway. I'm, I was not invited. Right. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like people are like extra, extra thirsty. It's, yeah, it's kind of, it, it's strange. It reminded me of when I was doing a show at North Shore Music Theater in mm -hmm. Massachusetts. I swear to God, the people that, they must be so repressed up there. The people that were hitting <laughs> on me back in manhunt days, the people that mm -hmm. hit me up on manhunt, I'm like, are you sure? You know, and just tons of married guys. But I was like, wow. But I was also like, at a really dark place then. Um, and uh, so I was just, you know, just being a slut everywhere. And, uh, Girl. I, but just the guys, I was just like, damn. And then it, 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 it was so much that after like three months, I was like, I, I don't want to have sex. <laughs> I need a break. I need a break. I, so first of all, showbiz is like that. Like it is, you go on a tour, you go do something regional, everybody's horny, everybody looking at, you got that first read through, everybody's like, I'm a fuck him, I'm a fuck her, I'm a fuck all these people. That's this wasn't even how, cast, this was the locals. Oh, I'm not even saying like that <laughs> either. Like I'm gonna get to that, but I'm just saying like performers are horny, people who work backstage are horny all the time. And like, I'm sure that there are people, I know that there are people who are in the biz who are um, working more than I do or whatever, who are going to be like, oh, it's not all like that. And like, whatever, fine. Like, sometimes it's not. But my experiences, like doing summer stock and doing regional stuff and doing that tour was everybody was DTF 24-7. And the one time that I did um, that uh fucking what do they call it uh, when it's like show, rep i did shows in rep at mm -hmm. uh old miss one summer in oxford mississippi and it was nothing but like closeted good old boys and there's some fine ass men who made the mistake of marrying women or maybe they're bisexual whatever but like it was like your situation where i was like why are all of these like hot kind of like real housewives of the south but men situations mm -hmm. happening that's where i had sex with the deaf guy he was a lawyer that was married to a woman and uh he came over a couple of times he was fun but i had a you know it was you had to go hey 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 you know like slow down <laughs> <laughs> you know use your hands to get right, his attention right, right, right um you're being awfully loud for a deaf person um so i know <laughs> <laughs> my god so, uh, you know, you were saying that, you know, when you're doing a show, you know, everybody's pretty much mm -hmm. down to fuck. So I was talking to a friend and he has a son and they were, he was talking about school and all mm -hmm. cultural appropriation and they're trying to be so politically 
correct. And, you know, and then it kind of got us mm-hmm. on to, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come from theater and, you know, you've been in shows where you had to be like, you can't do that. And they're like, but, you know, and the straight guy will go, but she does it with so-and-so. And it's like, well, she gave him permission. She's not giving you mm-hmm. permission. So you can't do that. Right. Even though I, I, you know, I'm sorry, that's just the way it works. So he was right. saying he used to do costumes and he was assisting on this Broadway show. And I won't name the name of the show just in case, mm-hmm. but he said he would go in and try to get a ca- uh, check for petty cash. And so the mm-hmm. producer would be like, well, it's going to take a little while, but you know, we could, you know, get that check to you faster if you drop your pants and you sit on my face. And my friend was <laughs> like, uh, I think I can go ahead and wait. So he just sat there and waited in the office. And he said the producer, like 15 minutes later, was like, well, you know, my offer still stands. We can get that check to you, you know, a lot faster. You know, I just sit on my face and let me eat your ass out. And I'll, get, I'll cut that check right away. And my friend was like, mm, I'm okay. And he's like, I had to wait there for an hour. And he's like, and what was worse, and when they, when they were pre-Broadway, mm-hmm. uh, they had to have a production meeting after the show. And... <laughs> The producer was like, well, meet me. I'm at this place. Come meet me. And it was a strip club. So he's like, we're having a strip production meeting and talking about the show at the strip club. And the producer starts sucking this stripper's dick while they're in the middle of the production meeting. And he's like, everybody's kind of like, okay, you know, so, you know, in scene such and such, we have to, can we, you know, make the light, you know, and this guy's just like, I'm going to town on this stripper's dick. And he's like, this is weird. This is weird. And he's like, that wouldn't fly now. This would not fly now. (laughs) I mean, it frankly should never have flown. No. That's that's a lot. Like, that is brazen. I want to know if that producer is still working. Probably not. I, this this show was a huge, huge bomb, and it was just a turd, mm-hmm. a turd. But you know, oh my god, he, he, I, he collected his check and did his costumes. I would die. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I was like, I, mean, I, I never all, experienced that. Depending on the producer, I may have taken the offer. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um. But of course, I'm not like, I think sometimes the appeal of working in theater as, or the appeal of a straight man working in theater is different. Like Mm -hmm. if you're like, oh, you're a straight boy, but you do theater. Like that's like, "Mm, maybe I have a shot. Well, you know, it's with uh, this one actor that I, when I was subbing on the show, he, uh, he was older. And so he mm-hmm. was a, a straight male dancer in the late 70s, early 80s. And he worked constantly, mm-hmm. but he was also, he was a straight man. So he was, you know, I mean, got all the tail he wanted because mm-hmm. he was a straight man in a business that didn't have a lot of them. Well, when he got older, you know, the, the young ensemble girls weren't as into him as he, right. read, he was used to. So he had a hard time adjusting to mm. what, you know, the 2000s gave him. And, he, you know, he got in trouble a lot. And finally, Equity was like, you have so many complaints, get rid of them. And he just, you know, he just, he just did things like if you sat on his lap to do a part in the show, he'd put his hand inside your leg and they'd go, don't do that. And he would just keep doing it. 
and you'd just be like, can you stop? <sighs> They'd ask you to stop. Yeah. You know, why am I having to tell you this? You know, and just little things like he'd see somebody else playing. So he'd think I can go play and the, the mm-hmm. actress would be like, uh, uh, no, no, no. And he'd be like, but mm-hmm. I don't understand. You were playing with so-and-so. And it's like, but that's not the same thing. So it was, it made it difficult, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is backstage. It's a lot of slap and tickle, but you still have to respect right. someone's boundaries. Well, I think people are getting a lot better about it. And mm-hmm. I haven't done... I'm trying to think of like the last time I did a show that was like remotely like, first of all, I don't get leading man parts. I ain't kissing nobody. I ain't touching nobody's boobs. I don't do that kind of stuff. I am somebody's dad or I'm a villain. Um, So I haven't really been in a situation when I did 1776, like four or five years ago, there was a lot of, I've done a lot of fight choreography, which is similar to intimacy in that like Mm -hmm. you're usually touching somebody else's body in a way that is charged emotionally because if it's not like sexual or erotic or whatever it's violent um so i've done i fight captain some shows and so i am it has gotten better as far as like people asking permission and like awareness and stuff Mm -hmm. so and that's just well they've created an intimacy coach now uh for shows Mm -hmm. and uh my friend was doing a show out here that transferred to broadway and she said they had done it in chicago and Mm -hmm. she said when they told them about the intimacy coach they were all kind of like we don't need that we've done the show already so she said she kind of went into it like "Eh, whatever i'll 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 be Mm -hmm. open to it and she had mm-hmm. a big sex scene where she she was completely naked. I, I think he was too, but I can't, I, I know for sure she was. Mm-hmm. And she said the first time they talked about it, the guy kind of cracked a joke of like, oh, it's my favorite part. And she goes, stop. And she's like, we don't talk like that. We do not speak like that when we're in rehearsal. And he kind of was like, oh, uh, she goes, I understand what you're trying to do, but mm-hmm. we don't talk like that. And so my friend kind of tried really? to play it off. And uh, she's like, okay. So they took a break and she said the intimacy coach followed her into the bathroom and said, listen, Mm -hmm. I just want you to know that I am your advocate. So Mm -hmm. you say that everything's fine and I believe you, but if anything makes you uncomfortable, please come to me and I'll take care of it. And my friend Mm -hmm. was like, it just changed her whole perception of the whole thing. But she Mm -hmm. said they discussed everything. Uh, Mm -hmm. She went through all, you know, they did the choreography. She made sure that Mm -hmm. both of them were were comfortable with like where hands were and you know Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. she's like it was such a different process but my friend was like this is awesome she's like Mm -hmm. I really hope that this is going to continue uh for show to Mm -hmm. show and then I like after a month after she told me I saw an article in the times about a lot of shows now that were uh, up and coming we're starting to hire these intimacy coaches Mm -hmm. to coach them through this kind of choreography so that they could really get away from you know, the mm-hmm. inappropriate touches or one actor feeling like they had right. to be comfortable right. with the other. And I'm not right. saying right. man or woman or whatever. It's mm-hmm. just that each of them felt comfortable with what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then we brought mm-hmm. up, you know, that artistic director in Chicago that got in trouble for, you know, all that shit he was doing with all the mm-hmm. ladies. And uh, she said she knew of him and it had gone around all the professionals. They were like, don't do his mm-hmm. shows because he will not leave you alone. 
So yeah, no, that was a really bad situation. Yeah. Um, Chicago mostly like is not fucking around. Mm -hmm. Um, a friend of mine who I worked with as an actor on a show, um, was, I just grabbed a dog hair out of the air. Um, because that's what my life is like, dog hair tumbleweeds just floating on through. Um, so an actor I worked with was uh, the general manager of a theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and the company decided that they were going to open a show, um, a two-person show, this weekend. Oh. And yeah, he said, it. he said, like, initially, like, and he's been interviewed, um, a bunch he's in all the major papers he's had a couple of write-ups um and he was like at first I was like yes I'm ready like I want to do theater again like it's a good idea people need this blah 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 um and then he said the more he thought about it he was like this is first of all they took bars cannot serve alcohol unless they have food or an entirely outdoor space mm-hmm. now they like and that is a step backwards because people are being shitty and not following the rules and going to the beach and just being dicks um so he was like okay like we should probably not open this show made his concerns known and then quit and the owners of the theater are just like happened to be like oh we can't get home from florida we're just stuck in florida we can't travel because of covid but go ahead and open the show and there's a quote from them in the paper of the one owner because i think it's a married couple and he was like oh all a gm has to do is sit in the box office it's not a strenuous job anybody would do it i filled it in an hour there would have been hundreds of people who want to do it and i'm like bitch that's not the point right like you shouldn't be opening a show. You shouldn't be irresponsible. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I don't think there's any amount of money that somebody could give me to be like, here, do you like a solo cabaret right now? And we're going to have live audiences. That's selfish as fuck. Like I wouldn't do that. Well, you saw, I'm sure you saw the postings about the uh, beef and boards, beef and boards mm-hmm. dinner theater mm-hmm. that they were doing the production mm-hmm. of Beehive with face masks. <laughs> And they did this just wacky commercial where the guy was like, we're all safe. This is what we're doing for all the audience members. Not one word about how they were protecting the cast. I mean, Mm -mm, mm -mm. they even got rid of their equity uh, contract because the equity was like, "Mm, I don't know about this. And they said, okay. And then they were like, "Mm, we need to discuss this more. And they were like, "Never mind." So they got rid of it. So (laughs) People were like, oh, but the waiters, they need their job. And oh. I'm like, well, what about the backstage crew and the actors on stage? You know, they're just like, get out there and sing, monkey. Get out there and sing, you <laughs> dancing monkey. You know, make me some money. But I'm like, it's... I... And then, but they were like, but we're not having a buffet like we usually are. <laughs> oh, well, oh, okay. That's going to protect, you know. But, you know, that's oh, what my cruise God. ships were saying, too. They're like, well, we'll get rid of the buffets. You know, that'll help. That way you can cruise. No, thank you. People are idiots. I know. Oh my Ugh. god. I there's so much wrong with everything right now, but the the lack of funding for arts and entertainment and frankly education and arts in in the realm of education as well. Um the fact that like they're just cutting budgets left and right. They're cutting um, public arts funding, like all of that shit. Um, There is no 
like protection or recourse for these people who are so it's i think that there are people who are unethical like the people i think who are pushing to open this like two-person show this mm-hmm. weekend i think that's unethical and i think they would be unethical regardless of the situation that we're in right now but there are people who are like i don't know what we can do there's no funding for us as it is generally speaking um and there's not going to be any funding like emergency wise so well we don't even know if we're going to have emergency stimulus it's done this weekend so i know so many of us are like uh what's going to happen (laughs) because i have no job to return to because there's nothing all of my friends even ones that work like 32 weeks out of the year they have nothing till next february I have something the second week in February, and I think that's what most of them have, and they have nothing before then. Mm-hmm. So I think that that conference might be kind of the first one in the industry where they're like, okay, mm-hmm. how are we going to do a thousand person conference right. and will it happen? So we're all kind of like, right. we have nothing, we have no way, and nobody's hiring. So I don't know no. what people are going to do if they don't. But I, you know, there'll be such an outrage, and so many of them won't be voted in. I can't see them not approving it. Because there's just nothing. Well, I even applied to Target. They were looking for new people because they're building a store. And they were like, mm-hmm. we don't have anything for you now, but we've loved your resume. So we'll keep you on file. And I'm like, all right, well, I can't do anything else. I can't make you hire me. <laughs> That's, uh, it's so frustrating. And just in general, everything is frustrating. Um, and I don't want to work at Target, but if I have to, I will. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, a, I was like, if I if I lost my job, there was a Target that was hiring here, and they were also hiring at the Jewel, which mm-hmm. is the one in the grocery store. Um, but I thought I was like, I would have to, mm-hmm. I would have to do something. Because I, I yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get fired for telling someone you got to put on that damn mask. Put it on, Dick. <laughs> All right, well, we ain't playing this game. And I'd hit somebody if they uh, coughed on me. I'd I'd punch them. <laughs> I would too. I would too. I, oh my God, today. So we were walking around doing our Pokemon shit and um, two white gays were walking towards like all of us. We all had masks on and (laughs) one of them, um, I, one of them complimented my shirt. I had on my pink X-Men shirt earlier today. Um, but we had to do a costume change because that had titty sweat all over it. Um, but as one of them was like, love your shirt, I was like, stupid fuck. <laughs> like, and I felt bad because I got a compliment as I was calling them stupid fucks, but they were. And I said that aloud to George and he was like, well, they were stupid fucks. So like, regardless of whether or not they so they didn't have shirt, masks on. They didn't have masks on. No, no masks. Um, I believe they were carrying them because that's really helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they walked past holding their masks and one of us was like, love your shirt. And I was like, stupid fucks. Um, and I was like, oh, I feel kind of bad because they gave me a compliment. George's like, no, mm-mm. you do have a cute shirt and they are stupid fucks. They're not mutually exclusive. There you go. So, anyway. but yeah, so... What else? Oh, so politically, everybody should listen to the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez response. 
to um what was the fucking senator that called her yo, a fucking yo ho yo ho yo ho is that his life is it yo ho something like that it they were like, he, like they were like he, he sounds like a you know a childhood beverage is what i saw one tweet about <laughs> um it reminds me of hi ho like from um snow white. snow white yeah his name is yo ho i just looked it up uh ted yo ho and like what like he just doubled down and was like but i have a daughter like I, i'm married i understand like i love the, god right whatever no, you fucking don't. You love being a white man and having power. If that's what you love, let's and be you, honest. And you've never been called out on it for calling someone Mm-mm. a bitch. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Ugh. But her speech was really good, and you should all listen to it. Um, what so, else? I don't know. I kept seeing this thing on Disney Plus about this new show's coming out, and I was like, I've never heard of this before. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's Beyonce's new video, long-term long video that's like songs inspired by The Lion King. And I was like, um, oh, that's cool. I'll pass. Mm-hmm. Not interested. But that's awesome that that's, she's doing that and it's debuting on Disney+. Plus. So I'm like, Disney+, Plus is hitting it out of the park this summer with Hamilton and now this Beyonce thing. Oh, I hadn't heard about... Um the the lion king thing happening i mean i know that she did Mm -hmm. um do like like a companion album basically um it's called black is king uh and it's coming out uh let's see real quick it's coming out very soon but i was like black is king what is that but uh, I was like, it's, it's, oh, July 31st, it's coming out on Disney Plus. But I'm like, damn, Disney, you are, you know, hitting it out of the park. Hamilton, which I have no interest in watching. Uh, eventually, <laughs> I might watch it. But, you know, everybody's like, oh, my God, it's so awesome. I'm like, that's cool. I'm not interested. And then this Black is King thing. I'm like, that's, that's really awesome. Yeah. But it's, I'm not yeah. the demographic. I might that. watch that. I might, I might do that. I'd be interested in that. I just looked it up and I saw that my girl Lupita is in it and I love Lupita. Right. So, um, and Naomi Campbell is in it as well. And Naomi Campbell will like forever be one of my favorite people for throwing a phone at somebody. I just, that kills me. I'm sure that poor person did not deserve it and that Naomi Campbell is, or at least was mean as shit. Because she was mean to Tyra, wasn't she? Wasn't she real yeah, mean to Tyra? Yeah, she hated Tyra. Because my first, when I was in New York, I worked a couple of fashion shows uh, through this connection, whatever. So when my first one, and they were like, it said NC. And I'm like, who's NC? And they're like, oh, you know, keep it on down low. I was like, but who's <laughs> NC? Because we got to line up and I don't know who that is. Right. You know, I don't know who these people are. And so then she showed up at the very last minute. She got in a clothes and she just went on because she was like the last look. She didn't even walk twice like everybody else. But they said when I when it was over, they were like, well, Naomi and Tyra were going to be in this. But they had to like really mm-hmm. separate them because Naomi was just so awful about it. And mm-hmm. Tyra was like, just put me anywhere. But then something <laughs> came up and Tyra couldn't do it. But then the next uh-huh. year I did it again. And uh-huh. all the models were like 14 to 16 and Naomi showed oh. up and she just, all of this, you know, all of her, you know, I'm so awesome. Just, you just saw mm-hmm. it, it just dissolved. She was in oh, such no. like, like, I, like she just 
to, it felt like she was like thinking I'm the little old lady now because they were so oh. young mm-hmm. and like she came to this because I was like we got to go we got to start and I just bypassed her security I was like Naomi we need you now we're going to start now and so they you know and I was like get out of my way you know and so they got her in line but she came to the line like she's all like weird and then she like went out and she's Naomi and she came back and like she went and hid again while she changed like she wouldn't change with everybody else and she just acted like she just was like all collapsed in herself like I don't want anyone to look at me but then when she was with her crew she was just like it was like Naomi Campbell that you like see everywhere but as yeah. soon as she got around the teenagers she was just like oh my god don't look at me it was hmm. weird it was what she's weird but you know the whole that whole genre is it's weird it's strange i like didn't understand fashion. it yeah yeah i didn't get it you know they take themselves so seriously and i that part i'm like oh that's that's cool but you know yeah. we're not we're not saving lives this is a fashion show and it, it's done in five <laughs> minutes so get on put your clothes on and get out there you know that we, we got it's a show a to do multi-billion dollar industry though so yeah so but they that was you think uh doing a play everybody's serious a fashion show they are like oh my god you know i've told you that one story where they said okay it was a it was a guy fashion show and so all they Mm -hmm. had to do was just go out they weren't even walking the runway they were like there was all these boxes and they were like kind of positioned on the boxes but they were like here's what we Mm -hmm. need you to do and i was like all right it was like 8 30 in the morning they were like here's some orange juice if any of the models pass out, you go get them, take them to the back, give them some orange juice. And once they're ready, and if they can come, then bring them back to where they are and then have them go stand again. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> thankfully, oh my God. thankfully, I didn't have to do any of that, but I was ready. Okay. They had like, they had bought like a gallon, like, carton of juice and they're like this is what you do and they were so serious and I was like wow there has to there has to have been a precedent for that oh I'm sure it was so early and you know they all party after you know unless you know their their moms were with them and they were like no but you know they were always (laughs) getting I would hear you know oh we're having a party after and this and this and this and you know the sleazy photographers would be like we're having a party at such and such and you know the ones that are on the up and up are like yeah okay and they're like i ain't going to that he's creepy you know mm-hmm. they would you know inviting the kids to it and i'm like well i hope you don't go <laughs> they look gross <laughs> fucking ooh, who was that really creepy photographer terry richardson uh i think so who has some fabulous work but also is like super rapey and horrible and a lot of people have apparently um like the investigation is still ongoing like Mm -hmm. that he had like sexually assaulted some people like during photo shoots and stuff so Mm -hmm. fuck that guy um should we are we gonna do two shows when do we start we started around 17 okay well, yeah, we can wrap it up and we can like think of some shit to talk. I'm thirsty anyway. I spent a lot of time in the sun and I'm, I'm just very pale usually. So it took okay, a lot well, out of me today. All right. Well, then we'll stop this one and then we'll come back. All right. Thanks for listening. This has been Foul Monkeys 928, right? Yeah, Thank 928. you for being- 
Thank you for being patient with me here. Just, you know, filling in for Ricky. Oh, we love you. All right. All right. We'll talk to you we'll later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys. And we hope you enjoyed the show. You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there.